Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. Today, we have our old friend Dr. Hofstadter in the program. In the last program, we learned about the specific loading of RNA in exosomes. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. Let's welcome Dr. Hofstadter with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Hofstadter? Good evening every dear friend in the audience. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation dear Connie. I'm very glad to be here. We've talked about that multivesicular bodies and the correct loading of sphingomyelin have a great influence on the level of microRNA in exosomes. And this is essential for a variety of related biological functions. Dr. Hofstadter, what do you think about the biological functions of exosomal shuttle RNA? I think the first point is that the biological function associated with exosomes fundamentally depends on the cells that produce them. Because the current state of the cell will affect the loading of proteins, messenger RNA, and microRNA into exosomes. Generally, the existence of exosome proteins makes exosomes have a variety of functions. For example, FOS ligand on the surface of tumor exosomes can induce T lymphocyte apoptosis. But sadly, as you may be able to tell, few studies have determined the biological function of exosomal RNA. What is the relevant information we can learn? Is there no functional study of exosomal RNA? Indeed, very few. It is predicted that one microRNA can interfere with 100 to 200 messenger RNA, and messenger RNA can affect the protein production of recipient cells. So, I think the potential biological role of exosomal shuttle RNA is promising. Anyway, there are some research results on the protective effect of exosomal shuttle RNA on oxidative stress. What has been done in this study? What are the results? Through microarray analysis, the researchers showed that the content of secreting messenger RNA was not only different from that of donor cells, but also dependent on the conditions under which they were released. In addition, exosomes released under different conditions have different effects on recipient cells. For instance, exosomes released by cells grown under oxidative stress have been proved to make receptor cells more tolerant to oxidative stress, indicating that exosomes affect receptor cells in some aspects. That is, cells that receive exosomes released by other cells under oxidative stress have greater viability than cells that receive exosomes released by normal growing cells. Am I right? Exactly. And another result was also detected. If exosomes are exposed to ultraviolet rays that destroy RNA, the protective effect of exosomes produced under oxidative stress will be eliminated. Based on this result, we can speculate that exosomal shuttle RNA is involved in the protective effect. I think so. Tumor has always been the focus of biomedical research. Is there any relationship between exosomal shuttle RNA and tumor? It really has. 
exosomal shuttle RNA may induce tumor cell invasiveness. And of course, the microenvironment around the tumor plays an important role in tumor progression. A large number of macrophages and macrophages infiltrating in breast cancer are usually associated with poor prognosis. Macrophages induce proliferation and angiogenesis and enhance tumor invasiveness and metastasis. Previous studies have shown that soluble factors, such as cytokines and growth factors released by macrophages, can induce these effects. In addition, recent studies have shown that macrophage exosomal microRNA can upregulate the invasiveness of breast cancer cells in vitro. Could you please tell us the details of the research? Sure thing. The main conclusion of this study is that the exosomes of interleukin-4 activated macrophages contain microRNA-223. In addition, these exosomes promoted the invasion of breast cancer cells SKBR3 in transwell invasion experiments. Exosomes induced invasion decreased when antisense oligonucleotides of microRNA-223 were added. In addition, microRNA-223 can target and reduce MEF2C resulting in apoptosis in the increase of beta-catenin in the nucleus. What effect does the increase of beta-catenin induced by secreted microRNA have on the invasiveness of tumor cells? The researchers believe that microRNA-223 can be transferred from macrophages to mammary cancer cells through exosomes. It is where it affects the MEF2C beta-catenin pathway, leading to increased invasiveness of breast cancer cells. I think interruption of exosomal communication between macrophages and breast cancer cells may play an important role in the prevention of breast cancer metastasis. In this way, exosomes-mediated intercellular communication may be a potential target for breast cancer therapy. Am I right? Yeah, and exosomal RNA also allows tumor cells to maintain their tumorigenesis. LET7 is generally considered a tumor suppressor microRNA, and the loss of LET7 family members means poor survival. Studies have shown that metastatic gastric cancer cell lines express high levels of LET7 microRNAs in cells and exosomes. In contrast, in other cancer cell lines analyzed, LET7 microRNAs levels were higher in cells but lower in exosomes. Why is there a difference in the expression of this microRNA between gastric cancer cell lines and other cancer cells? I guess this is mainly because gastric cancer cells have high metastasis. It selectively and actively secretes LET7 microRNA family into the extracellular environment through exosomes. In this case, the anti-tumor effect inside the cell will be reduced, and the tumorigenesis and invasiveness will be maintained. These findings are interesting. According to another report, the presence of LET7 microRNA in plasma vesicles is associated with the survival of non-small cell lung cancer. But is it really the case? It's true. I mean, we did see a set of data confirming this statement. When patients were divided into a low LET7F group and a high LET7F group, the overall survival rate at 46 months was 30% in the low LET7F group and 8% in the high LET7F group. The non-small cell lung cancer study showed that 
microRNA of extracellular vesicles can be used as a prognostic tool and predict survival in cancer patients. However, I don't think it's clear that the vesicles studied are indeed exosomes, rather than other larger extracellular vesicles. Collectively, these studies suggest that tumors use exosomes to release LET7F. This may make the cells more tumorigenic, thus affecting survival. I see. A few years ago, some researchers found plant microRNA in the serum of healthy subjects. What does this mean? That means the fact that RNA can be transferred between cells through exosomes takes the concept of intercellular communication to another complex level. Here is an example. MIR-156A and MIR-168A are two exogenous plant microRNAs. They are found in the highest concentration in rice and have been proved to be enriched in rice. The researchers found that these plant microRNAs were upregulated in both serum and liver in mice-fed rice. In addition, more than half of the exogenous plant microRNAs found in mouse serum were present in microvesicles. Where do these microvesicles come from? What do they do? Well, through in vitro studies, they found that colon cells transfected with MIR-168A released microvesicles containing MIR-168A. These microvesicles can be absorbed by hepatocytes and upregulate their MIR-168A concentration. Bioinformatics analysis showed that low-density lipoprotein reporter adapter protein 1 was the most conserved putative binding site of MIR-186A. Interestingly, they found that exogenous plant microRNAs can regulate gene expression in mammals. How to prove the regulatory relationship between exogenous plant microRNA and animal genes? In rice-fed mice, MIR-168A was enriched in mouse serum and liver. Moreover, the MIR-168A target gene was also inhibited in the liver of these mice. The researchers showed this through this experimental scheme. Most importantly, this resulted in a reduction in low-density lipoprotein removal from mouse plasma. When low-density lipoprotein is excessive in the blood, the cholesterol it carries accumulates on the arterial wall. That's to say, it is easy to cause arteriosclerosis after a long time. So can we say plant-secreted RNA plays a role in many aspects of animal health? Right. The researchers made a bold hypothesis. When food is processed in the gastrointestinal tract, intestinal epithelial cells have the ability to absorb plant microRNA and package it into vesicles. Subsequently, vesicles are released into the circulation to other organs, such as the liver. So I think it suggests that regulating plant microRNA can reach and affect different cells. All right. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. I think we're going to end the episode. Today, we focus on the biological function of exosomal shuttle RNA. Summarizing several research results, we believe that under oxidative stress conditions, the exosomes produced by the cells will have a protective effect on those cells. In particular, exosomal shuttle RNA plays an important role in this regard. In addition, there are countless links between secreted microRNA and tumor cell biogenesis, induction and maintenance of tumor cell invasiveness.
even, the exosomal communication pathway between tumor cells may become a new target for tumor therapy. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. Next Saturday, we will follow Dr. Hofstadter to learn more about exosomes and their RNA. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.